When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All gas, no break. And now we have liftoff. Welcome to the Now We Have Liftoff New York Jets podcast. I'm your host, John June, and it is a solo pod tonight. Don't worry, though. Your boys are professional, can handle this. But um, Jet fans, we're coming off of a very sad loss. I don't want to say sad. Sad is such a wrong word. It just implies so many things. But it was just demoralizing. Let's go with that one. Demoralizing loss as the New York Jets, our New York Jets, lost to the New England Patriots, score of 25-6. to And, you know, there was, this game had a six-point spread. Frank and I both picked the Jets to cover this spread. They definitely did not do that. So we were 100% anticipating a much closer game than we got here. Um, Frank and I actually attended this game. So if you were there watching, I feel bad for you. Um, but don't worry, we were experiencing it with you. Uh, yeah, man, this is just talk about a bad game. I mean, the Jets had more first down than the Patriots, more first downs than the Patriots. They had more rush attempts for more rushing yards than the Patriots. They had more total yards than the Patriots. They uh, converted more of their third downs than the Patriots did. And they won the time of possession, but they lost the game 25 to six. And a lot of people uh, will point to the trigger man, Zach Wilson, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, he, you know, hopefully this will go down as his worst game, uh, the worst game of his career. Uh, hopefully, uh, four interceptions, three of which came in the first half, uh, 19 of 33, 210 yards, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Did add 19 rushing yards on the ground on three attempts, but overall, just not a good game for him. Um, you know, some of the interceptions, uh, the first one was just ill-advised. Uh, Corey Davis was had you know surrounded by three defenders, not very much um, reason to throw that ball. He actually has, if you look at the tape, he's actually got Elijah Moore in the second window behind Corey Davis. Uh, I mean. Again, the Patriots were coming to play, so you got to give that to them. But at the same time, uh, Zach Wilson just was not great with the ball in his hands, just making those decisions. 
in this game. I mean, he um, the second the second interception that's got to go on Corey Davis. I mean, you could nitpick there and say, you know, you have Elijah Moore in the flat. Go ahead and take take the free yards. But Corey Davis, you're a professional wide receiver. You're getting paid more than ten million dollars a year. You can't have a ball go through your your hands. Like you have to catch that ball. Um, the third one. Uh, the third one was, yeah, that was just, that was just bad. It was just really bad. The Jets were driving, uh, it was, I think it was 10-3 or 13-3. No, it was 10-3 at that point. They're driving, looking to get some points, and he throws an interception. So it that one was terrible. And then the fourth one, just, it just, I'm going to chalk that up. I don't know anything about what the play call was or who was supposed to do what on that play, but that one just seemed like a miscommunication. Uh, you've got Corey Davis and Elijah Moore both in the same spot. You know, you got four defenders over there. It almost looked like Devin McCourty was returning a punt, was fielding a punt. The, you know, the the way that he caught it and was able to return the, the interception. So, all four of those interceptions definitely have their stories, but all in all, just not a great game from Zach Wilson, who was shaky in the first half of last week against the Carolina Panthers, but you know, settled down in the second half, played much better. Um, and so you hoped that you he could build off of this game, but that just didn't happen. And um, you the offensive line played much better in the first half of this game. Um, you know, they did let some pressure in the second half, but some of that's got to be on Zach Wilson too, because there were definitely times he's just holding the ball for way too long. Uh, you've you've got to hurry up and get get it out there, or you've got to, you know, I would like to see him use his legs more. That was something he used he did a little bit, but you know, this against the Patriots, you're not going to force the ball down the field. They're, you know, they were dropping. Eight, seven, to eight, a lot of times, and letting Zach Wilson just sit back and try to try to beat the coverage, and you know they were flooding the field with a lot of defensive players, and Zach Wilson was was definitely struggling with that. And so again, I'd like to see him use his legs more in situations like that. But um, you know the run game was going, which you know that got going, which was a good thing. Both you know the offensive line and the running backs looked better. We saw. Michael Carter more involved, which I thought was good. He had 11 carries to Ty Johnson's 12 to Tevin Coleman's five. So, you know, we thought that this could be frustrating and, and it would linger throughout the year, but seems that these guys are um, getting their playing time sooner rather than later. Uh, Michael Carter having almost 90, 90 yards from scrimmage, had 88 yards from scrimmage. So this was a, a very good outing uh, for Michael Carter. I would hope to see him involved more uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Elijah Moore had himself a, you know, pretty good game. Uh, you know, it was decent. I would say, you know, four of, four of eight targets, 47 receiving yards, had a 27-yard reception that should have been more. Uh, Zach Wilson just doesn't lead him so far to the sideline. Uh, so definitely this was encouraging what we saw from Elijah Moore. You could actually, you know, I went back and watched the TV copy. You could actually, you know, you could get a feel for Elijah Moore's confidence building as that game was going on. Uh, you know, seeing eight targets, catching four passes, you, you could definitely see the confidence building. So I think 
you know, more games like this are coming for Elijah Moore. Better games are coming for Elijah Moore. Uh, Corey Davis, you know, was talked about all week. DJ Enemy had wrote about it. Anyone who covers uh, or, you know, knows anything about the Patriots, they're going to try to take away your best option. And Corey Davis is currently the best option for the Jets. So he was targeted five times, only caught two two catches for eight yards. So definitely not the performance you want to see from him. Again, that drop, that's on him. So, um, you know, the drop that led to the interception, of course, that's on him. So definitely um, want to see better games like this. But you kind of expected the Patriots to to do what they could to take him away. The thing that was surprising, though, was that we didn't see, you know, star corner J.C. Jackson, the, the Patriots' current shutdown corner, with Stephon Gilmore out. You know, he is their Patriots' best corner. We didn't see him travel with either Corey Davis or even, you know, the Patriots like to take their number one corner, put him on a number two receiver. Uh, so you, you didn't even see that with Elijah Moore. Um, you know, Braxton Berrios led the team in targets, catches, and receiving yards, 11 targets, seven catches, 73 yards receiving. So, you know, that uh, you could see that through two weeks now, if it's not Corey Davis, it's going to be Braxton Berrios there for – Zach Wilson, you know, he's had an affinity for Braxton Berrios. Uh, and I would imagine that Sam, um, Jamison Crowder, who was out this previous game, uh, was out the last two games, rather, COVID with the first game and then a groin injury in the second game. You know, I have to imagine when he comes back to this offense that this role that's here that Braxton Berrios is playing might be his. So keep an eye out on that. Um, Denzel Mims was inactive for this game, which, you know, you know, put a lot of people on tilt, yours truly included. Um, but after the game, Robert Salas said that that fifth receiver has really got to play special teams. And, you know, Keelan Cole apparently plays a little bit of special teams. He can be a return man for you. Um, and then Braxton Berrios, he is the return man. And then Jeff Smith, who Robert Salas called the team's best gunner, uh, plays on special teams. And Denzel Mims doesn't bring much value there. So, um, that's the story on the offensive side of the ball. You know, let's talk about the defense. And, and the defense played really well, um, you know, throughout the entire game. And and this is one of the things that I, I like about a solid, a solid led team is that they played hard throughout the entire game, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, CJ Mosley was just flying around with like a, like a, like his hair was on fire, uh, had 10 tackles according to pro football reference. Uh, seven solos. Uh, he was just all over the field, making his impact felt. Um, you know, basically, basically every, almost every snap it seemed. Uh, just even with the pre-snap communication, getting everybody lined up, um, you could you could obviously tell how big of a role he has in this defense and how better, how much better this defense plays when he's on the field. So hopefully, he can continue to stay healthy. Uh, I thought the corners continued to play well. Bryce Hall, uh, Brandon Eccles, who did suffer an injury but ended up coming back into the game, uh, Javelin Guidry, uh, Michael Carter the second, who we talked about uh, having a role leading up to this game, um, stayed at his nickel spot. Adrian Colbert took over the, the starting safety. But Michael Carter continues to stand out to me. I mean, through two weeks, this is his second NFL game. He was a, a fifth-round pick. Uh, or he was a sixth round pick. I don't remember with all these corners. I think he was a fifth round pick. But either way, 
Michael Carter II uh, has continued to make plays, uh, had eight tackles in this game. Uh, he's just anything that seems to be in that short, uh, short uh, flat to, you know, curl to flat range. Michael Carter seems to be all over that. So, um, you know, he's he's shown up a few times here. Uh, and then Bryce Hall, you know, just continuing to be that steady uh, number one outside corner. Um, and then, you know, Marcus May making his impact felt as well. Also had a sack and he had a sack in this game that which knocked the Patriots out of field goal range on their on their first drive, actually. So, um, you know, the defense played really well. Uh, JFM, you know, huge fan of on this show, John Franklin Myers, uh, also, you know, had a sack in this game. Uh, that's two, that's two games in a row with a sack there for JFM. Uh, Sheldon Rankins also had a sack. Um, Quentin Williams though, is somebody that I'm, I'm, I'm wondering where he's at. Um, you know, I haven't really heard his name through two weeks. Um, Michael Nania, who, of Jets X Factor posted a tweet the other day, or I think it was yesterday, saying that his pressure rate is just as high, if not higher, than it was in 2020 through two games. So Jet fans need not worry. But at the end of the day, the thing that's sticking out to me is it, there's just no flashes, right? There's no quarterback hits, uh, or he had two quarterback hits against Carolina. But, um, you know, just not seeing – the Quinnen Williams that we that you know we've even seen a, a more dominant Quinnen Williams in less aggressive defenses in previous years, and now we're seeing Quinnen in this defense where it's supposed to be attacking. And you look at guys like JFM and Sheldon Rankins and even Bryce Huff all make plays, but Quinnen Williams has got one solo tackle, three assisted. No TFLs, two quarterback hits through two games. And um, it's discouraging for me, somebody who expected Quinn Williams to be, you know, the 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 star of this defense. So hopefully he can pick it up as this uh, season progresses. I mean, he is coming off the foot injury. So, um, you know, you definitely are mindful of that and how that could probably have an impact on him as the season gets ramped up. And so maybe he needs more time to, to, to get back into football shape. Uh, he's only playing, you know, only played 61% of the defensive snaps in week one, ramped up to 67% of the snaps in week two. So maybe, you know, we're, maybe we got to get him on the field more and, and then maybe we'll start to see that Quinn that we're used to seeing. Um, but again, the defense played great. I mean, that's two weeks now. I mean, they played really well in the second half of week one, um, shutting down the, the Carolina Panthers in that second half. Then they come out this week, and, and you know, they really gave it to the Patriots. I mean, Zach Wilson threw three interceptions at halftime, and it was still a 13-3 game. I mean, it was 10-3 at one point up until like 13 seconds left, and that was after a Zach Wilson, and the third Zach Wilson interception. And so, you know, this was very much a ball game. Um, even in the second half, you were telling yourself, hey, you know, the Jets, if they can just get something going together offensively, they can probably find a way to sneak this one out or at least make it close. Again, defense has been balling, and and I think that's the expectation that you probably had about this defense is that they play hard and they play well, especially when you have Sala and Jeff Obrick in the building. But 
not expecting them to be, you know, this good through two weeks. I mean, they've yet to first force a turnover, although it would be nice to have seen that turnover on Saturday, on Sunday, that ended up not being a turnover, actually be a turnover, uh, forward progress. Um, anyway, um, you know, just wanting to continue to see that side of the ball, continue to get better, continue to grow, continue to learn. And that stands for this whole team. And and that's honestly a point that, um, you know, something that I've had to, something that's actually really gotten on my nerves. Uh, And I'm going to just say it, uh, you know, we needed to be humble. Jets Nation needed a humbling. And, um, you know, again, it wasn't a great game, but people were, were going into last week thinking, we were going to win against Carolina. And again, not completely far-fetched, but in my opinion, it was unlikely. Then some people thought that we were going to win on Sunday. You know, they start telling themselves a story. It's a home game. We're going against the Patriots. They don't have Tom Brady. They play with a rookie quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Did you see how they played against the Dolphins? Yada, yada, yada. Did you see how the Jets played in the second half against Carolina? Yada, yada, yada. We weren't going to beat the, the, the Patriots. I mean, again, was it completely far-fetched? No, but again, unlikely. So there are people out there that expected, there's Jet fans out there that expected the New York Jets to be 2-0 through two weeks. And those are probably the same people that are freaking out right now. And those are probably the same people that are saying, we should have kept Sam Darnold. We were not going to be 2-0 and at this point, right? This was this is the youngest team in the league. It's going to take time. 25.6 is the average age. These, they're starting seven to eight rookies on both sides of the ball, playing starter snaps. This is going to be a process. It always was, right? We did the schedule breakdown, Frank and I, at the beginning of the season, before the season even started. Six to seven wins. That's what we had. And that's still on the table because I didn't pick them to win either one of these games. Honestly, you're probably not going to see this team really start. Again, you'll start seeing them take off. And I said that that they would they would start taking off because this is a young team. They're still learning. Some guys are playing in the NFL for the first time. Zach Wilson is seeing NFL caliber players on the other side of the ball for the first time. So... Be patient. It's going to take some time. It's going to. This is not going to happen overnight. What you should be rooting for, yes, we we should all root for the Jets to win. And I I 100%, I root for that every week. But what you should expect to see is expect a team that's going to go out there, that's going to play hard, and it's going to be competitive. I'm not saying to expect what happened on Sunday. That's not the standard. That should not be... What we've been through that crap so much enough as Jet fans, we don't need to sit sit around for that crap, right? And I, and that part I'm with you. But understanding that hey, this is going to be a process. There's going to be bumps in the road, right? We can't get too high and too low. Or I did that the opposite, but too too high and too low, right? Like we can't do that to ourselves. Just sit back, watch the games, have fun realize that there's a real coaching staff here that players are going to get better, right? Cause that's one thing that we didn't have. We didn't have 
the Jets actually having a coaching staff that was developing players. And I think you have that now. I mean, just look at these young guys playing, right? Michael Carter, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, Elijah Vera Tucker, Michael Carter. These guys are going to get better, and the learning curve for them is so – or the 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 – the, the progression rate for these guys could be so high because they're so young, because they have so much to learn, right? Like, look at a guy like Brandon Echoes, six-round pick, and look at how much better he's gotten just through being in an NFL program for three months, right? Look at a guy like Michael Carter, how much – like, we were just talking about – Three weeks ago, how Michael Carter wasn't seeing things, how Michael Carter was not ready for a significant role in this offense. That was just three weeks ago. So just be patient. Understand that it's going to be a process. Have fun with it. Root for your team. And just hope that they continue to get better. And that whatever... Draft picks we accumulate, but between now and April, those are just more players that are going to help this team continue to get better. And it's just more flexibility to continue to help this roster get better. So that's my whole spiel on the game and the outcome of it. Um, Let's move on to next week's game, right? And so... Um, if you're watching on YouTube, just obviously we appreciate you. Make sure you're hitting subscribe. You can obviously see the DraftKings logo in the corner. You you know if you've been listening, you've been watching for, for some time now. We've been recently added to the, the, pod, the Pickskin Podcast Network, TPPN. So uh, DraftKings is a sponsor of ours. So make sure you are uh, signing up for DraftKings using the promo code TPPN. So you can see that scrolling across the ticker. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to podcast platform and Spotify, whether whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, however it is you're listening, again, just make sure you subscribe and make sure you sign up for DraftKings. Use that promo code TPPN. And let's cover some news and some injuries. Um, really just, well, news-related injuries or injury-related news, rather. But um, Makai Becton, who suffered that dislocated knee in last week's loss to the Carolina Panthers, he announced on his personal Twitter account uh, that he is he, went un- he underwent surgery. And so, obviously, we know the timeline on that, somewhere between four to eight weeks. I'd expect the team to take it. Uh, to, you know, exercise caution here with Makai. He is their franchise left tackle. He's already been dealing with injuries through two years. I don't want to rush this guy back uh, to have him, you know, potentially re-injure himself or something along those lines. Just let him take as much time as he needs to get back here. Um, And, in terms of, you know, we, we talked about Jamison Crowder missing the game. So, you know, he's questionable for this upcoming game against the, the um, Denver Broncos here. 
This is a 41 point total according to DraftKings. 10 and a half point under the New York or 10, the New York Jets are 10 and a half point underdogs to the Denver Broncos here on the road, 4:05 p.m. Eastern time. Um, in terms of this game here, I mean, look, this is going to be another tough game. I mean, the Broncos are two and zero. Teddy Bridgewater is playing really good football right now. Their defense, led by Vic Fangio, who you know is a a mastermind defensive play caller in the NFL. He was with the 49ers when they had Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman. Um, he he was also in Chicago. He has been in um, in Denver most recently, but he is a lights out play caller on the on the defensive side of the ball. So this is going to be another tough one for Zach Wilson and our offense. You know, uh, Von Miller, he's playing as good as he's as he has in recent years coming off in an in, coming off an injury. So it's going to be a definitely a challenge for, for the offensive side of the ball. Um, as far as the defense goes, I think they're going to have their hands full as well. I think they'll be able to withstand the run game of the Denver Broncos, which I think that that's what they're going to try to do here uh, with Javante Williams, Michael Carter's college teammate, along with Melvin Gordon. Uh, they will try to pound the ball. Uh, I think that they're also going to try uh, to, you know, you know, pound the ball, thus setting up their play action game to try to go down the field and go after the grown man known as Cortland Sutton. So that's going to be the challenge here. Uh, you know, how do we stop Cortland Sutton, in my opinion, uh, because he is a bad, bad man, uh, a grown, grown ass man. So going to be something that we watch there uh, as far as, you know, that goes with that matchup. Um, Noah Fant is also going to be interesting to see how we stop him. Uh, you know, another pass catcher for Teddy Bridgewater, uh, the former New York Jet. So uh, don't forget, it's a little revenge game for Teddy Bridgewater here. So what am I expecting in terms of the game here? I, I think this is these are going to these both these defenses are playing pretty good right now. The, the Broncos are obviously the better defense, the better team. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the under here on the 41 points. Um, I could see this being like a 17, 13, uh, not seven. We'll probably won't even be that close to be honest. So make maybe 23 to 10, 24, 10, something along those lines here. But I don't think the jets cover the 10 and a half. Um, you know, you've got to travel to the West coast uh, to face the Denver Broncos, tough team, tough defense. Uh, it will be tough sledding for sure. Uh, I think that the offense is not going to be as bad as they were last week. I think, you know, Zach Wilson bounces back here. Um, I just think, again, it's it's going to be tough to generate much offense and generate many points in this game here. So going to take the Jets to uh, – or I'm going to take the Denver Broncos to cover the 10.5-point spread here. Going to take the under on the 41 points. And my lock of the week here uh, – I'm like undefeated right now. I'm just saying uh, Frank's not here to defend himself, but that's a fact. I'm undefeated in all my picks. Um, unfortunately, that means the Jets are defeated in all of their games because uh, I haven't picked the Jets yet. But it'll be nice when I do. Trust me, it'll be real nice when I pick the Jets. 
Um, but my lock of the week here, I'm going to go to an old friend, Sam Darnold, to give me my lock, Carolina, over the Houston Texans. Oh, man, this is two weeks in a row I'm picking against the Houston Texans here. Don't want to do that trend, but the playing rookie quarterback, Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor's out with the hamstring. Carolina's defense, who look, man, this is the NFL is funny. It's funny, right? Carolina against the Jets week one. They have a an up and down performance. I mean, the first half was they they were lights out. The second half, the Jets played much better and were able to generate offense and points, um, winning. The second half of that game, really, if you think about it right, 16 to 3, they outscored the Carolina Panthers in the second half. If you look to last, or I mean this week, Carolina's defense goes and takes on Jameis Winston, shuts him out. They win 17-0. You go the week before, Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns on the Green Bay Packers, who then shut down Jared Goff, who went berserk against the the uh, San Francisco 49ers in a near comeback win, who then shut down – you see what I'm doing here, right? Shut down Jalen Hurts. So, again, NFL is funny. It's a matchup game. Don't freak out. The sky is not falling. This team will bounce back. Six or seven wins. You could put that in, you could put that in the bank. If not, you can come back to me to collect. But barring anything crazy, this team will be okay. We are out of the Adam Gase error. We're out of the error, hopefully out of the error of incompetence. We're lifting off, and this everything is going to be okay. The sky is not falling. Even at the end of this week, when the Jets are potentially 0-3, the sky is not falling. Because that's where exactly where we expected this young team to be. And with that, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for spending this time with me. Hope you enjoyed our first edition of a solo pod. Don't worry. We'll have a few more throughout the year. Won't tell you when, though. Got to come back to check those out. But we appreciate you again. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you show us some love. Follow me at JRFootballNerd. Follow the show at liftoff underscore NYJ. Follow Frank at FrankieBots53. No, it's at FrankieBots with a Z. Sorry, his Instagram is FrankieG53. But, you, you know, you got to talk to your boy. Got multiple handles. I'm real nice and simple at JR Football Nerd. Peace, y'all.